Welcome to the Mind the Gaffs podcast. Here's what you can expect. It's just bloody Taurus slowing down to take yeah. pictures of some rocks. Why is this a seven wonder of the world? When they like to talk about things like climate change and helping the world, and then they go and fly their private jets for 15 minutes. Bill Gates, why don't you just line up like the rest of us? When I get blackout drunk, it's even worse. We don't pay good prices to then just be told, oh, pay 20% tip and then f*** off. Hello, and a very big welcome to Mind the Gaffs podcast, the podcast where we make unintentional... Can I start again? <laughs> no, that's perfect. That was unintentional. Hello, and a very big welcome to <laughs> sorry, the Mind sorry, the Gaffs podcast. I interrupted you. Sorry, start okay. again. The podcast where we make unintentional social blunders to share our somewhat inappropriate thoughts, opinions online for the whole entire world to see. I'm your host, Callum Elsden. Joined me, joining... Oh, I'm just going to You've really again. blundered this. And I'm joined by the venerable Luke Hughes and Ross Pareto. Both who have been very lucky enough to go on holiday this past week, at least to Cornwall in France. In this episode, we're taking a deep dive into those experiences and the many mishaps... Mish, mish, mishaps from globetrotting through to the hypocrisy of those in power who mess up everything. So, you two, how was your wonderful travels? Where have you went to? I actually went to see one of the uh, seven wonders of the world. Where was that? It was en route to uh, a lovely place called Cornwall. I don't know if you've ever heard of it before. <laughs> it's this mysterious land. I don't know why this is the seven wonder of the world. And, you know, I was having a lovely time, right? Considering the British weather's normally just terrible, I thought, oh, it's actually, you know, it's it's moderately acceptable. Mm. This is a good day. You know, if it's, if it's not bucketing down with rain, this is a good day. The only thing that can make this bad is traffic. Mm-hmm. Of course there is traffic. But then I think, oh, okay, well, what, what's, what's this Muppet done that, that's caused an accident this time? That there's no accident. It's just bloody tourists slowing down to take yeah. pictures of some rocks. Why is this a seven wonder of the world? Is it actually, though, because I feel like there's so many of them places, they say it's just one of the seven wonders. There's, like, there's natural wonders, there's historical uh, wonders, it's just or like renewed be. wonders. I mean, it was never a wonder, to be honest. Like, I, I just don't get what the appeal is. Yeah, I wonder why people... Maybe that's it. That, that's it, Ross. You've cracked the code. <laughs> it's, it's, the it's, it's a wonder. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I've... So I've, it's not a wonder of the world. But I see you've brought some wonders for yes. us on the table. Yes, I have. I have. I, yes. I've, brought, I've brought a selection of stuff. You know, this wouldn't be the Mind the Gaffs podcast if we uh, if we didn't have some bevs. Yes. And so I've got this. This is, this is all from Cornwall, other than the Coca-Cola. <laughs> and nice. to be fair, this... this this wine isn't isn't Cornish. It's Rick Stein's Bordeaux. Yeah, but the, so I bought this in Cornwall mm. um, from a it's Rick from Stein or Stein's shop. Um, very nice wine. Um, yeah. So if you fancy some wine, otherwise I've got a large selection of rums, and mm-hmm. this is this is my personal favourite. So, so this is actually Tarquins. Um, but it's got a different brand, um, so that says Twin Fin. Um, but believe it or not, this is Tarquins. You know how I know this is a good rum? There was some person I, I knew in Cornwall who 
was really really into his runs um and then you know he he bought one and he was talking about how much he loves rum and i love rum and it's great but you know i'm 19 20 years old or whatever i was at the age um so then it's then it's my turn to get him a drink so i've got to choose the rum and bear in mind at this point in time all i know is like captain you know, morgan so yeah. I, I don't know anything really i'm just i'm just experimenting right and i get him a kraken I don't know if you've ever had Kraken. Heard of it. It's Kraken. Well, That's a crack. Apparently it's not because um, the best response he could give was, yeah, that's a bit rough. Oh, it's like base, basic bitch rum. Yeah. Okay. Basic. Well, would that basically translate to that's complete dog shit, right? So, mm. yeah. Um, but then, you know, fast forward some time later, um, this was given to him as a gift. Um, after I started trying it, and then I'm I'm raving about it, saying it's the mm-hmm. it's the best one. And so the person yep. I raved about it to, he got it as a gift, and then he said, "Oh, this is actually amazing." So that that is evidence, hard fact, that this is a quality rum. I, but um, but I know you like beers, Ross. So so I also got this from Cornwall. This yep. is Padstow. Sure camera. What camera am I showing it to? It's like on QVC. Pad, Padstow Brewing. Yeah, by the way, like we're not getting paid for any of this. Yeah. There's no sponsorships. But I think you'll like this. Um, yeah. I have no commentary on, on so beer. But so we've got 4.8%. It's a IPA. Um, and I think this yeah. one's... Yeah, this one's best bitter. You like oh. bitter? I mean... I know you're a bit depends bitter. how bitter. I had a pint of bitter once and... I was shocked. It was really bitter, and I didn't like it. So <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, you, you you read bitter, and then you're like, oh, it can't be that bitter. It's it's just a it's just everyone a else was getting it. So I was like, oh, I love what they're having, and then um, <laughs> yeah, it was fucking disgusting. It was really horrible. Yeah, I'll try this. Where's the bottle opener? All right, so I'll I'll take that from my Mauritius souvenir from my previous holiday, which is uh, a dodo. They're all dead. Um, yeah. At least it's not a dildo. <laughs> no, that would that would be very unfortunate to open your beer with. <laughs> be wonderful. I don't even think it would work. And so, what's the what's the one for me? I don't like beer. So rum, I only like a mojito, which you're gonna make me later. Oh, I I didn't get any mint. Oh, that's a shame. Apologies. Anyway, what have you got for me? So Lucas? I've I've got some ciders. Oh, lovely. Well, I also have I also have some rosé if you want some. Although that, that isn't from Cornwall. But it is also in McStain's uh, wine cooler. <laughs> I just want to say I really didn't want to fuck up that pour because I took the piss out of you last week because I was really concentrating. <laughs> like, not yeah, so if right. you watched our first podcast, you know Ross was uh, just abusing me for pouring a pint. Put a picture up of Luke's pint. No, we're, we're not doing that. Every Stop. Every stop. episode. No. We're going to keep it in the corner just to remind Luke so, what he's right, done. So you've got, you've got this cider, which is quite nice. And then you also have this other one, which is the Rattler cider. And I promise you it does live up to its name. You will get rattled. Nice. Maybe for look at the time. percent. Look at the percent. I know it's six percent. Yeah. Um, what, what are you having? Are you having? What some am I having? Um, Shall we share? Do, do you want to have the open the big cider? Should we do? Share. Yeah. Although I don't have a proper. I'll I'll just put it in this glass. That's fine. It's not a drink, but I I came back from Canada last month, um, mm. and this bottle reminded me of Canada. You know, maple syrup. Maple syrup. Oh. Maple syrup, what a legendary thing! Yeah, um, 
maple maple butter it's amazing it is a beautiful kind you put it on your toast instead of like um jam yeah beautiful best thing ever sorry i just thought yeah that is a that is a sidebar but do you know why maple syrup have the little handle even though you can't fit your finger through it's because basically maple syrup used to be in a big jar like that and they just kept it because it's like people recognize it as maple syrup but it actually has no if it's on a small jar, it has no function whatsoever. It's literally just like, just so you can like, it's like the brand recognizability. Try. Do you want any uh, drink with that ice, Callum? <laughs> Speaking of like rum and I don't know if it's even vague, <laughs> what you mentioned like Captain Morgan's um, Cornwall, you know, like the classic like pirate accent of like, ah, me matey. That's like, Corn- that's from like that part of England. Oh, where did you learn that from? I don't know. I feel like I've just thrown Funny out two. Junk or something. I found out two <laughs> really <laughs> random facts that have no conversation left. Doesn't help you in <laughs> life. Doesn't help you progress your career. Just, no. Yeah. We'll never come up in a pub quiz. So yeah. Well, it might. To yeah. be. That, that's I mean, like it's that kind of stupid nonsense. Yeah, that's that true. Up, so. I never do well in pub quizzes anyway. So, Cornwall, what what did you get up to? I mean, for the most part, it's a, it's a very peaceful holiday. In terms of it's just you know it's it's not like highly active it's lots of food lots of wine take it slow yeah deep. but I did do I did do plenty of coastal walks um, <laughs> just cocked what he said fucking hell that was a delayed <laughs> reaction <laughs> I've, I I'm lagging um, yeah so th- but th- there's there's a really long coastal walk. The the walk I'm actually doing, which I recorded some footage, by the way. So uh, roll the clips. Roll the V team. Um, well, actually, that kind of alienates our um, uh, audience listening on like Spotify podcast. And I have to narrate it. Like, I mean, it's not what no. you're gonna say. I'm uh, walking. It's just a beach, guys. It's just it's just uh, but Cornwall is has some stunning beauty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see you'll see those shots. Um, so yeah, I was, I was doing that walk, but the, the, the primary goal, I'm, I'm, I'm very much not as fit as I used to be. Um, Until. yeah, but in, in the, the primary goal, the only thing that gets me, the only thing that gets me through that, that walk is the fish and chips at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And the best way I can, I can explain it to you is like when you know how you just really crave getting a greasy kebab at the end of a night out, mm. right? When you're doing that coastal walk, I'm now conditioned in my brain to think about fish and chips. Yeah. And I never it's used to be a fish and chips guy, to be honest. Like, even in the chip shop, I'd always get, like, a quarter pounder and chips. Oh. I never... Yeah, I know. I used to be that guy. I'm sorry. But now I'm very much into fish and chips, okay, because of this place at the end of this coastal walk. And I, I just start walking, you know, two minutes, and now I'm already thinking about fish and chips. What's your <laughs> what's your selected like, you know, condiment on the side? Is it curry sauce, gravy, tartar sauce, tartar sauce. Yeah. Enough good tartar sauce, mushy Often peas. Forgotten, I would say. Yeah, the unsung. I'm gonna upset you. Maybe I I like mayo. Oh, mayo. I can mayo have some mayo chips. on the chips. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is oh. that okay? I have some ketchup. I don't know as if well, that was though. socially it's acceptable. Bit, no, no, it's a very Dutch Belgian thing. Mayo and chips. Yeah, always wonderful. mayo. But ha- you know, mayo is so unhealthy. It's is so, it? so disappointing. Yeah, like one dollop 
if that's scientific, <laughs> that's like a hundred calories. Bulk in season. Bulk in season, yeah. Yeah. But then actually like we can when I was down there, we couldn't get any salmon. It's very <sighs> weird. Um, <sighs> well well, I mean I First world problems. No, no, but God damn. But th- this is this is this is problematic, okay? Because I I don't I don't think I don't think salmon's in the waters over there. I think that might be from like Scotland. Scotland's Scot- very Scottish common. Wa- Norway. Scot Scotland for salmon, yeah. Um, so they obviously they have to, you know, the fishmongers have to get it shipped, and they have their own suppliers and stuff. Um, but when we went down there, we. We're going to do a salmon on crew because um, we were staying at a lodge. Um, so we're going to do, you know, not just eat out every day and we're going to do this nice nice French uh, French dish. Uh, mm. No salmon. And and the guy was like, oh, yeah, I stopped buying them because these suppliers have marked up their salmon prices by 40%. 40%? That's unreal. That's mental. Like, I just think, just, uh, but in general, I think prices are just Wasn't there completely some kind of like wrecked. fish? Crisis, like with imports, and yeah, some shit. yeah. There's an I'm looking issue. Looking at Callum because I don't read the news. There's, there's, an, there's been <laughs> issues uh, following the UK's decision to leave the European Union, um, which means that uh, there's difficulty over the control of the waters. Um, yeah, taking back control, hey. Um, no, there's no control. Yeah, and and I was in the Tesco's earlier. Okay, right. And this is when you know the world is ruined. Mm. Okay, aisle one, I know there's my vegetables. You know, aisle two, there's well, there's more vegetables, <laughs> fruit and stuff. And then I know where my cereal is. I know where the bread is. I know yeah. where the tins are. Like everything is labelled from one to six, and then from eight to twelve. What's in number seven? The sign is blank. You know what was on that sign? My goddamn eggs. I have not had any eggs for like two months from Tesco's. It's ridiculous. I cannot get any eggs. It's very odd because like we have an egg, you know, this is like county living. Um, We have an egg farm near us and there's not a problem. It's not a problem with supply. It's a problem with, you know, delivering. You can have a chicken and stuff. You've got space, little pan, laying eggs. Yeah. Um, Well, my granddad actually had a chicken... Uh, a long time ago, a fox ate it. <laughs> no fox is getting enough. I think you're safe. Well, I'm on the I'm on the ground floor. It's possible. These foxes, Sneaky they're fox sly devils. Through a window, yeah, they'll they'll find that chicken. They'll find a find a way. Pretty chill time. Yeah, time. pretty pretty relaxed. Old, old person's holiday. Would you say? Old person. Yeah. Try retiring. Well, well, I mean, <laughs> go Cornwall, walk along the beach. At least, at least, chips. At least I did that coastal walk. Uh, at least, at least I walked around. Yeah, you didn't like. Was it the highest your heart rate? Slip a disc. <laughs> no, it, and and on the previous holiday I had, um, that's when I went to Mauritius, uh, and it was the same thing. It's very much like um, going for a period of time at work, which is very busy. And mm. yeah, I thought, oh, I just, I really need a break. Um, and we were we we were actually going to go to Japan, all of us together. We were going to do that, but. Um, Japan were uh, being mean to foreigners and uh, didn't want to let us enter. Um, they they did specifically. Yeah, they just, just run it's, list. it's specifically to us, okay? And I'm I'm very offended. Uh, they they didn't want to let us in, and 
yeah, so plan another holiday. Screw them. Don't need to go to Japan. And, yeah, so I went to Mauritius, and that was very much, you know, beach, swimming, swimming pool, um, lots of mojitos, what you'd expect of, like, a lazy holiday. Was it all-inclusive? Good views. All-inclusive. Okay. Very relaxing. Um, you came back with a few extra kilos. Yeah, there's a lot Stop of making comments of about my boy Luke. He's going to hit the gym. Stop fat shaming me, Callum. You're fat. You're big time fat shaming. I'm not. Callum starts going to the gym for the first time and he's 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 taking digs. Yeah, I'll have you know, um, <laughs> I, I uh, was uh, photographed at an event and, you know, I think that was model material. You know, I think... Let's all get naked now. Let's compare, Bob. <laughs> um... Right, so so, but yeah, very relaxing holiday. But one of the one of the trips I done um, during that two weeks, two weeks, oh, so good. Um, yeah, all my money gone. Um, was I don't actually remember what the mountain is called, but the it's called Mount Mauritius. Well, the nickname is like Slave Mountain, oh. and the reason why they called it that was because back in historical times. Um, Slaves, rather than go back to well, being slaves, they just jump off. Yeah, that's pretty deep. So you know, right? So th- this is this is pretty high. This was a very, very, you know, mm. probably the 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 biggest I've climbed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was um that that was definitely a mission, and that was like after several days of drinking heavily as well. Um, but yeah, that's that's quite good. I recommend Mauritius. Did you, you think know, about jumping? As like reparations or something? Did you want me to? <laughs> that needs to be cut. I'm just... That's that needs to be cut. <laughs> what? No, you're not talking you, about His ancestors, the shit they did. <laughs> I mean... I'm not saying he was going to do it. Just Adam think about it. Do you, do you know what... Do you know your ancestry? Do you know your ancestry? Mm. Um... Britain, Britain, Britain. But do you know? No, my mine knows Scottish, Scottish. So I think oh, you know. No, you no. know when um, Scotland becomes independent, I think I'll have a right to a Scottish passport, which will be good. Like you could get an Italian one. Yes. See. Yeah. So you don't Bene. know any of your heritage. Yeah. Well, my 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 brother actually did one of those um, twenty three and me or something like that. Yeah, the yeah. tests, right? Oh. And he's like all over Europe. Okay. I you'll think be, a lot of it's the same. same yeah. Well, so, yeah. he's my half brother actually, so it could add some additional layers. I feel like I'm Luke like, looks a bit he could be like Italian or Turkish feel, or something. Yeah. No, so yeah. when I when I went Turkey I always um they start speaking to me in Turkish. Yeah. You when, look well, I mean I, I shaved my beard slightly, but when it was thicker, um and I had a tan, yeah, they'll just Do you yeah, Do you have like pale skin that. or do you have quite like olivey skin? I don't know. He looks a bit like what? Um, when I don't leave the house, I guess I'm quite pale. <laughs> yeah, <facts. laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, the the only reason I was wondering is because obviously, it's it's highly likely that some of my ancestors were involved in that kind of thing. Because Scotland, as much as they tried to, you know, pretend they weren't, they were like as much in it as the English. Yeah. Yeah. So you enjoyed the mountain, even though you've been drinking for many days. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a it was a very long trek. Um made longer by this girl we were trekking with who for some reason decided to wear the shortest jeans. Like they weren't shorts, they were like high cut 
mm. jeans, denim jeans. So you kept tripping up because you were staring at her ass. But t- to be fair, when she's in front of you and you're climbing up, you I mean, yeah. I, I made my best efforts not to look, you know. I, I, don't, I don't want another Karen going, my eyes are up here. You know, mm. I don't I don't want that situation. Another. But <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, fair play. But like, what, what are you doing? Like, why are you not dressed for that? You, you're literally going hiking mm. up Slave Mountain. And you're wearing those. <laughs> yeah, What's so wrong stupid. with you? And then, of course, she had lots of cuts and bruises. Yeah. And just slowed us down massively. And then she was dehydrated and all sorts. It was a nightmare. Um, yeah. Good view, though. Over us. No, I meant... Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. The mountain side. Yeah. The view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I miscalculated that one. Um... <laughs> You weren't clear what you were talking about. So I think that, you know, that's pretty interesting. Um, did much, <laughs> much else happen or did you just like chill at the hotel? Uh, I mean, there was only one other trip, which is really nice. Um, it was like, you know, typical boat trip, see the waterfalls, have have some... Uh, uh, actually, an, a, a couple got... Um, another couple got... Uh, it was their honeymoon. It was their honeymoon. It was their stag do, did you say? I said an STD. <laughs> well, potentially, I don't know. I'm not one to uh It's to a long it. hike. Stuff happens <laughs> in those mountains. People <laughs> 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 get lost in the woods. Shit goes down. Well, you know, I, I, I would hope they're still happily married. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they... they um, so we were there with these guys um, having this meal because they're on the same boat trip as us and... They pre-ordered lobster, and um, they didn't want it. They just mm. wanted the normal fish. So I was like, free lobster. It was the nicest lobster I've ever had, and it was free. And then when I went to order lobster again, I didn't realize it was like 60 quid because lobster's so expensive. So, yeah. Nice. Should I tell you about my holiday? Yes, I'm very excited to hear about it. Look, yeah, dude, I'm so even wearing a skiing hoodie right now. Yeah, so Callum was in. Incre- I didn't go to France, went to Austria, but you know. Oh, sorry. Similar I, kind of to thing. To be fair, to be fair, I had no context of where you were going. That's all right. So yeah, you were going to Österreich. So I had someone, yeah. someone I know, um, booked the whole thing, which is I didn't even know where I was going until I got on the flight. So um, I don't blame you, to be fair. But yes, I went on a skiing holiday. Um, big group of us. Um, some of my friends from school. Some of my. Friends, friends from up north. So there's a bit of north-south clash, but that no, was all good. Was there a clash? Um, no, everyone got on really well. It was it was great. Um, Until a debate about chips and gravy comes up. Didn't come up. Oh. We were saved. But um, yeah, we went. So we went. Uh, Sorry, why do northerners? Right like, at the end why of. Why do northerners like chips and gravy? Huh? Is why that, do is that a joke set off or is that. A no, no, that's a question. question. Like, why? You know the answer. No. But it's not just Northerners. Canadians like it as well. Cheese chips ah. and gravy. See, this is what we learn on our travels. Is that know? not a South End thing? No, that's cut chips and curry sauce. Oh, I got that wrong. But in, in Canada, they don't, they don't call it cheese chips and gravy. They call it poutine. And they like to think it's original. It's oh, like Northerners have been doing Trying to make it all fancy. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Fuck the that. gravy debate didn't come up. Yeah. But you... Uh, yeah, no, it went really well. So we stayed, uh, we were in Austria in a place called Salbach, which is near Salzburg, which is where we flew into. Um, we had, 
it was really nice. So it was like all inclusive, all of our drinks, everything was like paid for before we went on the holiday, which was I could not get used to it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like we were first. It was like, oh, you're getting the wine out the ice bucket and you're pouring yourself a glass. And then eventually you're like, hang on, can I just take the bottle? They're like, yes, it's all inclusive. Take the bottle. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> and then I was like, I kept asking the people who were prepping the food. Oh, because they're behind the bar, behind the counter is where they pour all the beers and stuff. So I was like, oh, can I have a beer? And they were like, yeah. Um, and then I realized I could just go pour it. I could just walk behind the bar. I couldn't. It was like okay. mind blowing to me. I could pour my own beer. So it was. It was well, the best. So, so when I w- when I was skiing last, they had. Um they gave us these cards, like hotel ones that you put in the, yeah. This was like, like electronic cards. So, what? So you're just saying it's just everyone's this is cowboy, as all inclusive. Free, free for all. It's just take what you want. Okay. The, everything, take what you want. If you want to grab three bottles of wine, um, so it was really good. And like it sound, and where we stay, we had like a pool, we had like a spa. It was because lovely. skin can get expensive with right. all the drinking. So, this. Place is like expensive to okay. stay at, but uh, my friend who booked the whole thing, she's books it well in advance. And there's like a few, there's like a bunch of things you can do to like bring the price down. So one of them is like she'll like haggle. So she'll say like, there normally be like multiple agencies who will like book, can book people into the same place. Yeah. So you can say this place gave me this deal. What can you do? This place gave me that. And then headcount. So like if you get a big group of people, they'll do it cheaper. We went a bit out of season. Well, we're literally like the end of the season, basically. Um, and, you know, we didn't get very lucky with the snow, so it was pretty poor. And then the day after we flew out in the village, which is only about a 1,000 metres up, three metres of snow. Oh, oh. When, when did you fly? So uh, 18th to the 25th of March. Of March. March. Yeah. Of March. I'm trying. I, think, I think I went in January. And that was when everyone was going on about there being no snow, and when I was going and when I was going on leave, and everyone at work, they were like, "Was there snow? Was there snow?" And then I was like, "Well, I hope there's snow beforehand." But then yeah. at the end of the holiday, well, sorry, during the holiday, you know, typical typical British person complaining about everything. Too much snow. Too much snow. Did you go I don't s- want any more snow. Did you go skiing this year? Yeah, yeah. When in January. But yeah, it's finished my, holidays, man. Finished my oh, point. If you want to, yeah, so she booked as many people as she could. She haggled it, blah, blah, blah. We got like such a good deal on this. But put it this way. I looked up like, oh, I was like, how much is it to stay just in the hotel for a week? And it was more just off the website to stay for a week than we paid for everything. Yeah. So we, sa- we must have saved like over like. Do you recommend all inclusive then while skiing? I mean, because I, I kind of, I kind of like the towns. It's you know nice to walk about, and because yeah. sometimes when when you stay in a skiing hotel, um, you literally ski in and out, and then you can never see the town because once you're in the hotel, you're in the hotel. Everything's there. You never need to go anywhere. You might maybe go outside to book a skiing lesson or something. But I can't not recommend it because it, it's just it is such the best. good value. But it is true, you don't. As much of like the app ski stuff, like going to like you don't see as much of the town. Like we made an effort to say like, oh, tonight we're gonna go out, but it's so e- it's so easy to be like, 
it's all paid for. There's no way. Why would we go out to town? It's just going to be the same concept as any sort of you know, all-inclusive holiday. Yeah. It's what you're looking for from it and what yeah. you wish to get from it, isn't it? But it was it was so good. Like, um, how's your progress, man? I want to know uh, how you've been doing. Oh, because like, yeah. we went we yeah. went skiing together once, and that, was that your first time when we went together? Yes. First yeah. Time so, and is this skiing. your second time? Yeah, Luke. Right. So that's yeah. Where did you go last time? Also um, Austria, wasn't it? Austria, but like the West. Um, right, so this time, Luke, I got lessons, right? Yeah. What happens is you get an instructor who's trained how He's to not teach me. people how to ski. They're really good at it because it's their job. And you give them a bit of money and then they teach you, you how to ski. You mean they just throw you on a hill and tell you to roll down? And then they just go, yeah. So the first time I went skiing, Luke was like basically my teacher. And you picked up skiing, when you went for the first time, you picked up really quickly. And some people do. Some people, they just get on, they put the skis on, and they just, it, they just get it. Probably the same with like riding a bike. Some kids probably can just get on a bike for the first time. Well, I, so, I didn't, but I was just a nut job. And just yeah. kept so, falling over at speed. <laughs> but you were, in your head, you were like, if I got it eventually, so will Ross. We just got to keep going at it. So I literally, on my first ski holiday... We it was just straight on the ski lift, and it's like right, let's make our way down now. That was pretty much it. We might have done like a tiny little like ramp at the very bottom, um, where I just stood with like my ski like barely moving, and yeah, I I pretty much spent the whole holiday falling on my face. Um, never really picked it up. Never really got. The complete hang of it. Fair, I think you were a bit plowing. distracted from skiing when I was third wheeling with your long distance girlfriend that you wasn't paying attention to the skiing properly, to be honest. The silence is yes. <laughs> I didn't Dude, there was one day you didn't even turn up because you two just pissed off. Yeah. He said at the start of this podcast, oh, if we're going to talk about skiing, please don't uh, mention my ex. <laughs> Past is past. Point is, not that. You've you've progressed since. Point is, do lessons. Don't listen to Luke. Right. No. Unless you do a dry slope before the holiday, and you, I've got, I've got some good. I've moved on then, and these are now my beginner tips. Okay. Okay. Number one is actually booking lessons, which you'll be (laughs) glad to know. But this is important, especially you, Callum. You've never been, right? I I don't intend to go. And you will. I'm not. You will. But I'm if not. you ever do, here's what I recommend, okay? Uh, especially if you're going as a couple who's on like different skiing levels, okay? Because there's always lover's tips <clears throat> on, on these type of occasions. So day one, not well, pre pre going on holiday, book a lesson. Yeah. For starters. But don't book it at, everyone decides to book it at like eleven AM. Don't. Do it at nine. Do it at half nine. Just get it done straight away. Pre-book those lessons, get a few of them. You know, you could probably bulk, get some of them cheaper at discount if you do multiple lessons. Yep. Um, but yeah, just just don't wait for it. Just get it booked and don't have it in the afternoon because then you're just waiting around. And especially if you know other people then going out to ski and then you're not going out because you're waiting for your lesson because I know. And then you've you fell over on the first day and then you've lost your confidence a bit and then the second day you're just. You just, um, oh, I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm just waiting for less. Don't just book it in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. As early as you can in that morning, have that all all planned out. My my second thing I recommend, and I don't know if you did. Did you buy boots in the end? 
No. How's your feet? Did you get many blisters? No. My shin hurt on the one leg, but it was... You I got, don't... You got t- lucky. That, do you remember the, the first boots you had? Yeah. How I will they? say I had... Um, yeah, it's not comfortable, but I don't think anyone's that comfortable. No, no. It's so much more... Co- I've never had any... Buying boots is the best purchase I've ever made. It's yeah. For, so for, for t- two reasons. Number one, the comfort is just worth the money on its own, in my opinion. It's... Just the yeah. risk of get, you could get pain. Some, you could get some really dodgy rentals. You don't know what you're getting. Um, you don't know how worn in it is or what's happened to it or how rough it is. But, um, but the other thing is you have to you have to hire them anyway, so it pays for itself over time. I so would I would pay. say it's good advice, but I don't think for your first ski holiday because if you really don't like skiing, like. So might then you might happens. not have blisters. It's like taking an insurance policy. It's just a big investment. Dude, my my, I didn't buy boots the first time I went. My feet were rough. Yeah, well, that's just you got to put up with that. <laughs> it was nice. It was really nice. But, do you know the problem with this ski holiday? We're never going to get a deal like that again. We're never going to stay. But like, we would tell people in the town. We'd it's say an like amazing deal. <laughs> the bit greatest. The greatest. Um, we would tell people, they were like, oh, where are you staying? Like, if they're in the town, oh, we're at, like, the Alpine. They would go, oh, they were, like, making jokes. Oh, like, making oh mummy and daddy paid for your nice skiing holiday and all this <laughs> shit. Um, so no, it, just, it was, like, the nicest one in the... In just the, just a northern the, friend who's, like, just on the case hustling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, Gee, it was really nice, like... offers of chips and gravy. When your legs are, like, aching, just being able to, like, go in the pool... In a hot tub, in a sauna, like it's like. Did you do? How often did you do that? Every day. Really? <laughs> Every day. I Just was off, after skiing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was all, oh, it was the best. And like, so I, you did, I literally just went straight to the bar. <laughs> I just well <laughs> took my boots off. All right, drinks. Bars open. You, all right. inclusive. So just getting the drinks. You in. weren't allowed drinks by the pool, but. You oh, could. There was there was like right. a, there was a jacuzzi and like an upstairs bit. So the bar area and the lobby don't oversee that. You can only see that jacuzzi from like the fourth floor balconies and stuff. Um, but you also didn't want to get caught carrying a bottle of wine into the pool area. So there was like a there's like a nude sauna area where you could get a lift up to the jacuzzi, but you had to go through like the nudie sauna. So it's like, you know, I don't really care. But yeah, so you just take the bottle, put it. I went to the Free bar. Man. I went to the bar in like a robe and <laughs> like right. um, white um, flip-flop things. Well, that's not very nude. And I was like, you, you got, I was like, oh, can I have a bottle of wine, please? And he was like, you're taking this to the spa? And I was like, no, no, up to my room. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like they don't, I don't think they actually really. So anyway, point is we would go sit in the jacuzzi and just like pass we were passing around a bottle of wine like a joint or something. It was pretty funny. But it was, yeah, so kind of got a bit of everything. But it was too nice because I'm now going to go have a normal skiing holiday where I don't have all-inclusive. You're now privileged. It's too, yeah, it's like if you, I don't know what a good analogy is. It's like if you if you buy a really expensive pair of headphones, you can't then go yeah. wear a pair of AirPods because you're like, oh, you you know what good is. So my next Some people only think that Apple is the best, though. That's yeah. I, d- I disagree. Anyway. <clears throat> but yeah, so now my next 
ski holiday is going to pale in comparison. However, we did have yeah. really crap snow. It was bumpy and I, it just made it for me. It made it more exhausting. Like I could, I by the end of the holiday. How, how do you turn over the the molehills? Um. Well, I would. Can you define I'll what try a molehill is? It's just a bumpy bit of snow. Okay. So a perfect slope is just flat, but there's all these bumps, moguls. I don't know. It's usually off piece, but sometimes when it snows quite a it lot. It was poor quality, so it's all bumpy, and the bits that weren't bumpy were icy, so it was just like the worst of... Right, okay. Worst conditions, basically. Well, the, the, the easier thing to do would be to turn on the moguls. Yeah. Yeah. So I... I yeah, turn over the hill a bit, but it was just... It just made it more tiring, because I was like... It was just not good conditions. But it... It happens. I mean, I think next year we'll probably go in January or something and just yeah. assume it's going to be better. Yeah. Yeah. The Alps it. is really good as well, especially because I went to a Val Ferenz, which is uh-huh. a very the highest altitude in France, I think. Is um, that uh, the Evian thing? No. The Evian logo? No, it's not. No, Evian. no, no, not that, but about the location. Is that the mountain on the bottle? Oh, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but yeah, because that was such high altitude, it al- always had snow around there. It's actually a really good place to ski. Yeah. Um, and then the further down you go, obviously, um, less snow. Um, so I take it you didn't do any black runs then? No, I did reds. I didn't do an entire red. I would do... It was almost like... You tact- were mostly on blues. Mostly on blues. It would be like tactical. Like, oh... In fact, my our first red was because I... Led everyone the wrong way. Oh, it was like well a right done. and a left. Well, we like, the thing is with directions is me and Ross have always been terrible. We just follow Callum. So when Callum's not there, me and Ross just follow each other. So classic. But, but I'm not going to trust you with a ski map. <laughs> it's actually worth making a mistake because everyone you, you tried it. A lot of people. <laughs> basically, there was a there was like a apres ski like lodge, um, and the only way, in, apart from walking back uphill. You would have had to walk uphill and then get back to the blue, which is like exhausting. But there was a little offshoot down to the right. So the blue side was to the left, where it was where we should have gone. But the only way to get down without, while being a lazy bastard, without walking up is to go down to the right. So I was like, let's just go that way. And it was like, it was steep to the point where like, if you stuck out your pole, you're like hitting. Like if you just point, if you face backwards and you point, you're hitting the hill. It's like steep. It's not crazy. It's not a black run. It's not like a death. Yeah, just for context, do you know? Do you know what the different the types of runs are? No. No. We probably should I'm, have started. With I this. mean, I have, as even as an international travel blogger who has <laughs> uh, a a very successful small website that's not award winning. Um, I don't called Callumelson from following me at Kelston Blog. Um, I do not have any experience right. of skiing. So, so green run is easy mode. Blue run is medium. Red run is... Should we just go... Right. It's that's, still easy, that's red, a, but hard, technically. Yeah. And then a black run is very hard. Green's are like that. Blue's like that, but really yeah, wide. You've got loads kind of... kind of incline for our audio listeners? Yeah. <sighs> they, so, audio listeners can get fucked. I can't be bored. I don't know what <laughs> degree it is. It's a little steep for a blue. It's um, a bit steep for each each colour, so each the color. green is the easiest. Um, and then it's like factors, like how wide is the run? If it's like a really narrow, 
but not so st- it might be a red because it's, so it's like whether they're thick or you know not no thin. no it's not um, <laughs> Cam, you could ski man you could be a blue cruiser i i'd rather not cruise um you want to fly down the hill flying down that hill um no I, I i think i've just never really been interested in it because i just i just it doesn't grab my attention dude that this is this would be my sell do you like traveling and do you like sports any kind of sports you like not really any activity any kind of activity you like you like walking so you like walking you like the gym now I okay like you like all right so, but you, you like seeing beautiful sights Yes, I do. But okay. I also, like, I'd much rather, this is my point, if I'm going to spend £2,000 or £1,000 on a holiday, I would much rather go somewhere I, I, I want to go. But what I'm trying to than, say than is... somewhere that you're just going to say, oh, you should go. But what I'm trying to say is it is beautiful. Like, if I'm you sure go to, like, is. the French Alps, and then you're not just seeing one site and then walking around, you, you're skiing. Yeah. yeah, you could just take, you could just blue cruise and and go on the green runs and like, you know, it's and you're you're seeing so many. You're so going many to different places. places. You're going to and different it villages. Looks, and like the first time I went skiing, I've got massive nostalgia for it. Uh, it just, it's just so beautiful. I was trying to explain it to my friends like before the holiday who hadn't been. I was like, there is nothing like it. Like you are exploring a mountainside. You're, you're. you're just looking at like a horizon and seeing nothing but just mountains for miles and miles. But it but is incredible. So There's I, nothing I, like it. So as you know, I do a lot of traveling, as you know, as I might have mentioned. Mm. Um, so for example, similar kind of thing. Uh, so I spent five weeks in the Philippines last year. Um, beautiful country, mm-hmm. over 7,000 islands. Um, different cultures, beauty throughout the whole country. But for example, once you've seen one mountain, you've probably seen them all. In the same way, once you've been on one boat trip or something, you've probably been on most of the boat yeah, trips. Yeah, but the thing is, like or, your skiing ability gets me, better, so you get higher and higher. Let me finish. But the thing, the difference is at least when I go on a boat trip, I can then do something like, I don't know, scuba diving, snorkeling, see like really spot. interesting animals. And be warm. That's the other thing. I'd much rather do that. And then I'd be able to then go and eat beautiful, you know, Filipino food or Indonesian or something like that. Okay. I'd much rather spend my money on that. What if you skied from France to Italy and then you can have some nice French cuisine and then you can have a nice pizza? Yeah, I'd still prefer Filipino. Oh, there's... Oh, the, the nicest pizza I've had... Well, definitely top three was... Top of a mountain, like yeah, you know, food just tastes so much better when you know you've you've gone traveled long distance and you're knackered. The thing is, Callum, really good. I don't think necessarily we could ever convince you. I think if you went, you would. So I think you would get I think it. it's gonna happen once I've ticked off the places I want to go to. Well, but that's the entire planet. But do you want to go to Mars as well? <laughs> not necessarily, like. Uh, you know, there, uh, there's not much more of the US I would like to see, to be honest. I don't really... W- if I didn't go back to the US, it wouldn't bother me because I've been a few times now. Mm. Um, you know, I would like to do Latin America, you know, some of that place. Yeah. Cornwall? Um, been to Cornwall. Cornwall's beautiful. Yeah. 
Um, obviously, go back to the Philippines, um, much of Asia. Um, maybe, maybe once I've sort of ticked off, like my Japan is my number one. I want to do. It's my number one as well. Um, like I'd much when they let us in. Well, they'd let you in now. Um, we just need the money. We when they didn't let us in, I spent the money to go to Mauritius. That was the problem. That's now fine. I need to save up again. It's fine. It's completely <laughs> yeah. worth it. Um, yeah. but I think once once I've sort of ticked off the places I have been. I want to go. I I will maybe consider it, but it's just it, it, it's quite a big investment for something. When I'd rather go other places, that's all. That's fair. And yeah. you do a lot of traveling, so it's not like yeah. you would think. Oh, this is my one big holiday, and I'll do a few. Yeah, I I do kind yeah. of get that. Yeah, I get that. But um, no, I mean I've got less traveling this year, which yeah is good. To make it clear, me and Luke aren't people that have like grown up skiing who are just like. Yeah. No, I I actually <laughs> assume that I everyone. Only, I only did started as well. going skiing. Um, I think just before I met you two, to be fair. Yeah, and you or maybe it was just on your own money, right? It's and like you've is, got a yeah. job. Yeah. Luke has a trait where oh, he gosh. really over exaggerates. Not over exaggerates, but he he often talks about things very enthusiastically, and he enjoys it. Oh, I have with skiing, and with skiing that was it. But maybe this time it was different. Maybe it actually met expectation. I would say the first time I went skiing, it wasn't, it just didn't, it was, so I, I think if you don't pick it up quickly, you can get frustrated. And then I'm like, and then the, the expectation is that you're going to pick it up. Like I had friends who, even with lessons by the end of the holiday, didn't quite have it down. And I don't think it was technique, because I'd see them on the blue and they're just perfect. It's as soon as you see... Well, it's, so Whoa, what, what what happens, right, is, is people lose their confidence and then yeah. their balance goes out of whack. And this is what not to do. It's You want to keep straight. You don't want to lean forward because when you lean forward, you pick up speed. Or lean back. But then people just think, oh, the, the, the natural thing would be I want to be closer to the ground and I want to... You know, on a kneel down, or they want to, or they just start leaning back. Yeah, and you just, just lose your composure, yeah. and then yeah, it's a nightmare. Yeah, no, that's that's the big thing, and I think probably on that first holiday, I probably did lose my confidence because once I'd fallen down so many times, it's like you're just waiting for the next time that you're just gonna start. Like this holiday, I didn't fall, I didn't even fall over till like the third day. I was so much more like composed and like, and even then, I was like. Oh, I need to push myself a bit harder. You didn't fall over to the third day. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm what were you doing? Did you? Like, <laughs> well, I think because go ten steps. Like, what? Because I got good enough that I could. Oh, all right, don't blow your trumpet. No, that I could stop and I could control myself. I wouldn't let. I wouldn't allow myself <laughs> to go too fast. <laughs> oh, it still sounds bad. I wouldn't allow myself to go too fast to the point where I'm like uncomfortable. Yeah. But, but after the first few days, I was like, oh, I need to like push myself a bit. Out of my comfort zone, basically. So, you know, I've heard a lot of good stuff here about skiing. Tell me, dish to dirt, what exactly is it you don't like about skiing, if there is anything? I mean, it's mostly the money, I guess. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm just skiing's just. I would go ski. I would go skiing four months of the year if I could. For you guys, is it sort of? For you especially, like once you're there, is it sort of like a sunk cost fallacy? You're there, you might as well go balls deep. <laughs> <laughs> Could say that. Uh, so yeah, so I paid for mine like months in yeah. advance. So it was almost like didn't feel the burn. 
But I guess, yeah. I don't know. The first time I went skiing, it's like you're learning a new thing. It can be a little bit frustrating. Um, but I don't know. I feel like once you've got like the bug, it's like you can't. There's nothing like compares to it. Like the wor- COVID, the you can't shake it. Actually, the, the worst thing is, um, yeah. I guess, the traveling because it's such a long coach journey, especially with these like small airports in, mm. in well, when because I, I mostly ski in France. These airports are really small, yeah, and they're just like the they can take so long. For but, but they take private jets, right, for the rich people. Well, actually, there's an airport. Um, there is an airport at um, like right at the top of the mountain. It's like the shortest runway you've ever. Yep. It it's just crazy. Like the when the plane goes off this airport, it literally dips. Mm. Like it just takes. It's, it feels like it's falling for. Seven seconds. It just drops Because the yeah. runway is so short. But yeah. yeah. Wow. I think there's like a really important point there about, you know, the rich people that are attracted to these kind of sports, like skiing, um, who are chartering their private planes and private jets. And obviously they like, particularly people like Bill Gates. Let's take him. He <laughs> really likes to. Oh, man. He really likes to. You're you're just you're just rubbing me up the wrong way right now. You okay, know, right? You know, you're you're saying this deliberately. But, but obviously, there is a sort of contradictory with the rich and powerful when they like to talk about things like climate change and helping the world, and then they go and fly their private jets for fifteen minutes to things like oh. ski resorts or you know across California. It's a big. It's a bit of a contradictory thing, isn't it? I've got a actually really great story i don't know if i can tell it it's about a celebrity getting private flights but maybe i just don't say who the celebrity is um why had you noticed i know someone who's knows someone who flies that's their job they fly private plane you know they have all sorts of different clients and a celebrity who's very um let's say vocal about climate mm-hmm. and the impacts etc etc i can tell you after like who it is but just say me tell me who it is now but i'll bleep it um you need to cover his mouth as well yeah uh oh, i'm blanking on his name now um fuck's sake no no right this is what i've heard um this famous person was shooting a movie in london and in the evening, would fly private to Spain, to like Mallorca or whatever, to party. Right. Uh, and wouldn't, and then would fly back to London to shoot the movie. Because you got to party and... I'm already giving away the accent now. <laughs> I mean, America's a big country. You so. got, yeah, you got to party and... Spain, man. Got a party in Ibiza. Yeah, yeah baby. Or, uh, yeah, probably flew there as well. Oh, man, this is just like, this is... And that's that's just but the I hypocrisy, I think the hypocrisy man. goes all the way from the billionaires all the way through to the government, doesn't it? Yeah, look, my, my problem is, right, so so, so with, the, with the Bill Gates situation, and I guess in the similar unknown celebrity you just mentioned, Ross, mm-hmm. um, you know, that... They're saying one thing, specifically, they're saying, oh, I offset my carbon, so it's fine. They're like, oh, it's, it's, it's okay what I'm doing. I can, you know, 
I can keep doing these bad things, you know, even though I don't need to, because Bill Gates, why don't you just line up like the rest of us? Entitled prick. Um, <laughs> I mean, Microsoft's great, but yeah, it still annoys me. But 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 they're saying, oh oh, it's fine because you know I I I offset. I do so much so much good things for sustainability. I can keep these bad practices yeah. alive. It, it's you're buying your way out. You're like, oh yeah, I'm a massive hypocrite, and this is all contradictory. But I've spent chucked a load of money at like carbon offsetting, which we all know is nonsense and pseudo science bullshit. Yeah, you're just throwing money at the problem. And it's like, oh, I I will continue to do anything I actually want to do and not compromise anything in my life, but I'll still lecture to everyone else. I, I, do, I, I will say I do think there is a place for carbon offsetting because I think that there really? is um, there is a... Corporations are doing activities which ensure that they try to reduce their impact, but some industries cannot fully reduce the impact of necessary activities and i generally believe that yeah we do need to go some way to reduce our carbon but i think that carbon offsetting can help a bit but i still think the point stands that we do all need to reduce it well, so the fit, my, my, yeah. prob- my, my problem is yes we a- we need to do absolutely everything we can at our disposal to reduce ultimately the emissions that are you know ruining the environment um, or causing climate change and emissions, so those things, if if they can, you know, if that can, if you can reduce that in some way, great. But it's the problem is it's used as an excuse to carry on with the way of living. It's like how how can I all develop these technologies that aren't there yet to reduce the problem that needs to be addressed now? So such as carbon capture, which the UK government has recently liked to talk a lot about. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's just a, an excuse to. Oh, oh! Let let's help balance the books um, by you know this these carbon capture technologies will help us get there by these years, so we can carry on letting people fly around in private jet. Why don't they just make that legal? Why don't they just make that's a radical that is a radical change. But here's my problem. Okay, just 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 to illustrate my point, if you're in a business, say you're working for a company, right, and uh, any business and you know, it's it's the eighty twenty rule, and eighty percent of your revenue comes from, you know, a, a select few amount of customers. You might have two hundred customers in total, but maybe you have like five that are key ones that yeah. mostly revenue is coming from. Therefore, the logical response would be to target, keep those customers happy, target them. You know, mm-hmm. if if that's where your money's coming from, you need to spend time on that right yeah now relate that to climate change me me using one single use plastic bottle and then not it doesn't get recycled that's a drop in the ocean that doesn't make a problem yeah the problem is the richest like one percent of people who cause like i can't remember the exact figure but it's around this it's like over 50 percent of of the problem yeah, it, well, it's governments, Why isn't do, it? It's yeah, countries. You've got to tar- Surely the logical response is to therefore target what is, you know, bringing in the most revenue in the business sense I've, or I've got, causing the most emissions so I've, I've by got, making policy changes that reflect I've that. I've got a right? few thoughts on this. I think the idea 
it's the whole like plastic straw debate, whatever. I think the more people are conscious about the climate, even if it's a drop in the ocean, which I do agree with, it makes you a more conscientious voter. So if you're if you if if you're doing things in your daily life that makes you more conscious of what is going on in the planet, you're more likely to vote for policies. So I do think there's benefit to it, even though the act itself of going, I'm going to use a metal straw isn't going to save the world. Um, and then I think to your point, it's it, for me it all comes down to like money. Like all of these countries that are doing the most damage to the planet are china india you know some of the uh, a lot of these kind of oil well, rich re- countries recently, yeah in recent times historically it would be the uk right yeah. yeah but in you know these country and a lot of these countries don't really have don't sign up to the same climate policies as a, as as nations if you want to people don't want to give up business opportunities People don't want to say, oh, we're not going to do business with this country. But that's, surely that's up we're to not, the government to right. make that. If if they really care about, you know, not ruining the planet yeah. and causing complete, absolute catastrophe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but look. Short-term yeah, Short, look, as, as individuals, we should all do something. But at the end of the day, they're trying to meet this net zero target. And all they're doing is coming up with Oh, it's okay. We can, we can do this carbon capture stuff. Or I, I don't. I and then the the biggest issue with this is that so the the, the UK government released this report this week as their something like two thousand pages for their net zero strategy by twenty fifty or whatever. Um, and part of the issue is one that the funding is abysmal. So something like to to net zero proof UK homes is thirty million quid over ten years, which is nothing. That might be wrong, but it's something minuscule like that. And in terms of like their twelve point action plan, like there was only one actual new point of action that would actually make a difference. But the idea about carbon capture, it has the potential to play a role for industries which can't decarbonize quick enough. Um but the issue is with the UK government is they want to consider, you know, new oil and gas fields and using carbon capture to sort of offset that. Um, and now there's a whole argument about, well, should you drill your own oil and gas or should you buy it from elsewhere with like the whole thing in, you know, Eastern Europe and Ukraine happening right now. But the whole thing is like this technology they're talking about doesn't even exist yet. It exists on like a microscopic scale, microscopic scale, and it's not going to do anything to help right now. So and that's the problem. Like yeah. they're they're already saying, "Oh yeah, we're we're missing the mark to uh, what was it? Limit the the warming to one point five degrees or something like that." Um, you're already not doing. It's it's just, you need to do this now. There's there's no time anymore. We've been talking about this for decades. People are starting to take it somewhat seriously, other than some lunatics who still don't believe in climate change have you looked do you live under a rock have you seen the extreme weather conditions lately it's it's slowly coming in now you can't you can't not say it's not happening it's it's happening to some extent it's not completely extreme but i mean there's been some weird things happening and I, i think climate change is also so complicated to understand as well I mean, wasn't I mean, it global warming originally? I was going to say, it's insane that people still think, 
Oh, well, we've had the coldest ever winter. It's like, it's climate change. It's not global no, warming. But like, uh, it is, but it's all of it. Like every, but th- there's certain there's certain things that actually make it colder. It's like yeah. extreme weather conditions on both sides. Yeah. And there's, you know, the, is it the Arctic stream? And oh, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I can't mm. remember either. I don't remember the research I look at. But point being... Um, it's very complicated to understand, but y- you can see the effects now. You can, you can. It's starting to I, come in. I, I'm quite pessimist. I think unless people, people, I think people are inclined to be greedy, especially people in politics, especially people in businesses and whatever. Unless people can actually take a moral stand and say, "We are not going to work with this company, with this country, uh, because they don't meet X expectations." Or based on the damage they're doing to the environment, we're never going to see the change. And the the sad truth is, like, people always go, they'll always take the I money. They just want to make the most money. They always take the that's money. That's the world. That's doesn't the matter world what, we live in. doesn't matter what the industry such a is. It's a complicated issue to resolve. So, the, all these companies that talk about the climate, none of them would turn down a deal to get bought out by like a 10 cent holdings in China if it was the right. Like, not, they don't actually care. Like it is, is capitalism. It's like they they'll take the money, like no matter what they say publicly, no matter what they say on social media, it's it's just greed. And it's it's no matter what the you know the countries you you talk about the the European countries are doing, the biggest offenders that don't care, they don't need to care because they know that people aren't going to turn down the check. They're but not going to turn that's down what the I was business saying. opportunity. It's, it's down to the it's down to the businesses and it's down to the the richest people to actually and and the government ultimately to to force those decisions. Otherwise, people just carry on the way they are. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the, only the ones that do it at at scale and to to make the only way you're going to make China do anything is hurt their pocket. That's it. That's the only way you're not going to go. Oh, but you're hurting the environment. Oh, look at the polar bears. They don't give... The only way you're <laughs> ever, ever going to get them to give a fuck is if they go, oh, we're legitimately, like, not making... Doing any business in this country because... We're going to do it ourselves. Because yeah. all the biz... Because they, everyone said, no, you haven't met mm. these expectations. So it's... It's like every. It comes back to money. Like, yeah. the whole client... A lot but of the climate I, I stuff think, comes back to money. I think there's some reasonable changes you can... You could make though, like for example, um, it, yeah, it's not just carbon dioxide. It methane's uh, an initial. Of course, methane, you know, doesn't stay in the atmosphere, but mm. it does cause an initial problem, and the initial problem is now. So yeah. you need to resolve that, right? But then the extreme arguments that people go to is, oh, you need to take a plant-based diet, and you you need to just just eat leaves. It would help. <laughs> it would genuinely it help. W- the it planet. would help, but I I think that's like that that almost turns people off. It's like too much of an extreme. But I think a reason and it's so impractical. Yeah, I but I think a reasonable position to have would be to just re- reduce the amount of red meat you have. It's not even healthy anyway. Like if you want to have a healthy, balanced diet, don't have so much red meat, and you'll be doing the environment a favor. And then you know supermarkets will the supply will go down, yeah. But how how do you make that change? I don't know. Is that is that something the government have to do? Can businesses like in canteens stop serving red meat for starters, 
or yeah. can schools not do it or can they reduce it or you know the policy changes of, of some sort some sort of healthy eating thing i don't know and and you know not only would that just save land in general because they use a lot of land for that i guess but you know there's a lot less methane would yeah, I, I think the red meat thing, I think you're talking about a level of social change that I don't but think it's, is it's ever so, going to happen. It's social changes on so many different levels because the the end result is, well, it's, yeah, it's too negative, isn't it? But I would, like on, like, on, like, the meat debate, I think unless they get to the point, like, there's articles coming out about them, like, growing meat in a lab... Or like without the need for animals and stuff, which I do think, as technology is always improved, like that will be a thing one day. But I think in terms of like the idea that any significant percentage of the population are, are going to stop eating red meat, but that's what I'm saying. Like, because you 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 go to someone, you say stop eating red meat, stop eating steak, and then it's just well, no, piss off. I'm, and then I you like get my someone steak. On the radio, what? so it's saying you know. Can you grow? Yeah, and then Piers Morgan's like, I love my steak. I love my steak. That's the best. That's that's a wonderful interview. But what I'm just saying is, reduce it. Because if everyone reduces it, then that's you don't. It's good for you. I get your point. I I think on stuff like that, it's like. I just I just think we as like a species we're too meats. It's too much part of us. Is like the consumption of beef and pork and. But does right. you say that? I don't think I. It, if I was putting my money down, I would say we're never gonna. But we have move to, the Ross. On that. We have to. Uh, this is just one thing. There's there's many things. Mm. There's many layers to this. It's a very complicated issue. This. Well, is look, those sausages, and sausages and mash you made earlier. I can't give that up. That was banging. No, well, that that's not a that cow, cows are technically the worst. Okay. In terms of emissions, so. I mean, I'd say <laughs> sausages are fine. <laughs> I'd say that that's reasonable. Have, have Those sausages pigs be farting. Steak. Pigs be farting. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. But I, it's not the highest contributor. Like, have have more chicken, basically. Do they not fart as much? Back to the carbon offsetting stuff. It, it's the same principle. Um, every tree we cut down, we're going to plant like twice as many trees. Yeah. But the problem is... Well, it's not going to capture that carbon in the first year of that tree being planted, is it? Yeah. What? How long is it going to take to grow? It doesn't. We, the problems now. Like we've got to limit limit the 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 global warming temperature but, to to one point five degrees also, now. There is also things like mangroves. There's actually a real use for things like that because it helps stop flooding as well. It's not just. It can be used as a preventative measure. Not just necessarily capturing carbon, but things like mangroves can help stop flooding and things. Does anyone here understand what carbon capture is? Well, no, because it doesn't really exist. Yeah. So what? Well, it's it's stopping carbon going up and going down. So, so the whole government so policy wait, so, sorry, is based sorry, on carbon sorry. capture. Not carbon cap. Carbon offsetting. What is carbon offsetting? So the idea is that you have a scheme by which you can effectively... The idea is if you have a necessary piece of carbon you have to emit that you can then offset it by another function whether that's something like um growing trees or, or the idea is you do a bad thing so therefore you do another good thing that's unrelated 
I thought, oh, this is where I'm just like going off vague bits of knowledge. There's like, if if I'm a company and I plant a million trees, I can then sell like carbon offsetting tokens to like other companies and stuff. So oh, that's a like whole a, different thing. Yeah, that's yeah. A whole, there's a whole industry. That's a whole it. conversation. But that's kind of what I'm but getting. Th- at. There's also other ones whereby you could have things such as there's one carbon offsetting company where they effectively um, have various carbon offsetting schemes. Right. Um, such as it's not just necessarily planting trees or things like that. It's things such as, um, you know, whether it's trying to improve the efficiency of people's heating systems in, like, poorer regions Mm. or giving them more efficient stoves. But they've basically found that in some regions where they've given them more efficient stoves, like a hob, they've then ended up just using the old one and the new one so they can cook more things rather than yeah necessarily just using the more efficient stove yeah so it just made it worse so yeah um there's various issues with it um i think that if you have necessary carbon you need to put into the atmosphere because it's from an industry which cannot get decarbonized i think it's better than doing nothing yes but still bare minimum but what 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 yeah. I was trying to get at right is is with with because I was watching the Wild Isles by David Attenborough. It was like I can't remember if it's the the World Wide Wood or the Wood Wide Web or something. But it was either way. There's this whole was com- it hard or soft wood? <laughs> I don't know, Callum. I it, probably oak. Um, it probably oak trees. Um. But there's this, there's this. Ross is opening his beer, very slowly. Uh, that's how slow it is to grow trees. Um, when you, when you've got these whole ecosystems, the wood wide web is like how fungus connects to the roots of all the trees, and is really interesting. There's this really wild stuff, like um, say one plant in the in a particular part of the the woods is is dying or needs you know, he's not got enough water or whatever it is, like, by by fungus spreading through the roots, it can then pass those nutrients through different... It's basically a fibre network. So it can pass mm. it can pass nutrients to that dying plant. It's, it's cool. But the, what, what I mean is there's these whole complicated, like, years of ecosystems built yeah. that can't just be replicated by you just replanting trees. So... It's a, similar an, ex- an, an, a similar example would be such as like the algae in the ocean. If they disappear, then that impacts the next part of the food chain and the next part. Yeah, exactly. The next part. So it's it's, yeah. it's 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 not just the the trees aren't grown yet. It's there's so many more layers to this that we probably don't even understand yet. And once you do that at scale and like the you know the populations just growing and growing and growing and there's got to be a a point, right? There's a a point you can't cross where there's just like there's no more capacity, and you mm. are we going to have any n- natural areas left? I think that's I a bit dramatic. Hashtag I think that there will still be a lot of nature, but we obviously have to be very but sh- concerned but, about but it. But we, we've 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 gone to quite an, an extreme uh, point so far. I think it's we are the virus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's starting to go on like population control. No, I'm not going to populate. Uh, I don't want to. Uh, uh, Thanos was, was a, right. That was a throwaway point. Okay. Thanos was right. He did the right thing. 
But, but what what I'm ri- right. all I'm trying to say is Thanos. <laughs> don't, don't worry, Marvel. Okay. Oh right. <laughs> what do you think I'm talking that, about? That's a good solution. We should Thanos. <laughs> That's what that's what he was he was saying like oh you're gonna destroy everything you just gotta like there's too many of you yeah get rid of half the population yeah um, no that's not what I was saying all, all I'm trying to say is you can't just resolve your problem by doing you know causing these problems and then just saying you're planting trees and it's fine yeah basically yeah that doesn't that doesn't resolve the issue hear ye. But yeah, well, you know, something that I find slightly depressing, but not as depressing as that conversation we just had, is um, shipping. Oh, that is quite so, depressing. So, I think as this is something us Brits are very passionate about, and it seems that our European friends are also. Now, I'm just looking at my laptop because um, I was scrolling through Twitter, you know. Once I got past all the nude men that seemed to just crop up on my tweet. <gasps> That's the algorithm. They just rock up. I know. Rock hard. <laughs> um, what have you been looking at, Callum? So it just appears. It, it, knows, um, it knows what it knows. It knows what it knows. But a tweet came up from a user called at Madison underscore Tate who said, <laughs> L-M-A-O-I-F-ing hate Europeans sometimes on God. I'm guessing that this is... <laughs> I'm guessing that this is also correct. On oh God. The table just left $70 on a $700 check after chilling for, all caps, hours. My manager even asked about their service and they were, <laughs> all caps, over the moon oh God. about my service. So he explained the customary tip is 20%. And they were like, okay, and left. Now, when I read that, I felt quite proud of them fellow Europeans. Um, I like, I get the whole tipping culture in the US. I get that. But the whole point is that wages are low. That's not my... Don't have a problem with the tipper. That's not their problem. Have a problem with the company who are charging $700 for that table and not paying their staff enough money. Tipping... Uh, unless you're giving me legendary service, mm. tipping, like as much of the world, shouldn't be a part of our culture. So is this a thing where, like, the because uh, I don't know, it's like the prices of a meal about the same here. Probably, yeah. Right, so it's exactly the same, but they're expecting more tips. They're expecting twenty mm. percent. Yeah. Right. So in America, America, I don't know if it's all states, but. They can pay you less than minimum wage because Why? your tips can make up, yeah, get oh. you to minimum. So, like the average wage includes the tips. Oh, so, like you'll see, you'll see job adverts which might say fifteen dollars an hour, but that will include the tips. But ultimately, how is that a thing? I, I mean, it's the whole thing. Fucking late stage capitalism gone. Fucking buck wild. You man. know that is more depressing than climate change. Because <laughs> <So laughs> is it affecting but, my bank account? But if you had a bill, let's say you know at Christmas we went out for, we went out for a nice dinner. Um, steak. Steak. I mean, no, <laughs> only red meat once. <laughs> we were talking red about red meat once a week. Yeah. I want red meat every day. Mm. Um, 
Um, but um, yeah, basically, you know, we went out for a nice meal. We went out for a nice juicy fat steak and we enjoyed it. You know, we all proper wharfed it down. And, you know, we paid good money for it. The, the yep. staff in there are being paid probably 12, at least 12, 13, 14, 15 quid an at hour. At least a minimum wage. At least, yeah, national living in wage, the context of what is, we're talking which about. is probably for our they're American nice, listeners, nice $20 uniforms. an hour. $20 an hour, let's call it that, before Liz Trust came in. Um, $20 an hour. And then I've got to pay another 20%, 25%, let alone go to a coffee shop coffee what 20%. was what, what's our actual service charge then was it it's like 12.5 about 12.5 but you can decline it it's not it's not mandatory yeah but that's, that's so awkward it's not mandatory. <laughs> it's like I, I think i've only done that once in my life of like not paid the yeah. service charge i remember when we went to we went to what was it it was like this bar right we got we got some food a little yep. bit of food, but we also we mainly went there for drinks, and we had like I don't know twelve rounds. It was it was a it was a wild one. Um, Who was you with you? Weren't we? I was with you. It was with you. Yeah. And let me finish the story, and you might remember. Um, I probably won't. But we were getting loads and loads of drinks, and we wanted to go to the bar to order them, but they wanted us to sit down, and then they put the service charge on every single drink for like over right. four hours of us sitting there. And we were just like, no, I'm not paying 12.5% on every single drink because that added like you several hundred me. quid. Yeah, I would have picked it up. And, I, and we wanted to go to the bar, but they didn't let us. That's the only time like I've, I've made a fuss of not paying for the service charge. Right. But other than that, it's like, it's 12.5%. You just, you know, you just pay for it. But 20%, that hurts. Like, but that's going, you know, like you go... In the US, uh, so uh, like I said, I was in Canada last month. It wasn't a thing there, but in the US, you go, they turn their iPad around and you go to pay for your coffee, which is what, $5? And then you've got like, do you want to give a tip 10, 15, 25%? When you go to pay, there's no 0%. <laughs> or accepting small letters at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you're going for a coffee, you're spending four quid on a coffee. And you expect it to give a tip. That is ridiculous. Oh, my God. Coffees in general wind me up. Why are coffees four pounds? <laughs> or mean, six pounds? This is a what? tangent, but yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> going on this tangent right now. And I mean, you don't shops. even like coffee. I don't even... Well, even tea or hot chocolates. The, what are the margins on that? It's at least 90%. Yeah, it's, it's a, wild. It's Go, going out and buying a coffee is a pure, that like, privilege. Like, I'm... like. If you're, th there's no logical reason. Like, there's no way you can actually justify. You can make a lovely coffee at home if you want to invest in like get the, a coffee machine. Invest in a nice yeah. machine. Invest in good quality coffee. You can do it. It is just purely like, oh, it, I like the feeling of going to what? Starbucks and like. Why do you my think Coca-Cola bought Costa coffee for a ridiculous? Coca-Cola owned Costa. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Holy shit. So that's why, yeah, Coca-Cola. Why do you think they wanted to buy Costa? Because it's so lucrative, that industry. There's so much margin in it. What What products do they sell in Costa then? Is it only Coca-Cola-owned drinks? Possibly. But the, what, what Coca-Cola, this is a real tangent, what Coca-Cola started doing is selling canned Costa drinks in, say, countries where Costa doesn't exist. Mm. So um, uh. they can expand the reach. 
but also expanding wow. the Costa brand. Oh, that's um, so smart. it costs a lot, which tips also do. They cost you a lot of money. Cost a lot, I like that. So <laughs> never thought of that. <laughs> that a so actually, I tell you where I got that from a uni project. I think it was like creative something something, and I was like, you had to do a, a piece of software which I didn't write. Yeah. Someone else wrote it for me. I shouldn't have said that. I was Broad. so. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I had an aid from somebody else who helped me write the software, and it was a coffee calculator. And I called it Cost a Lot. Nice. Yeah, I, I love like, that. Like, I'm a Why brand. didn't you just take credit in the moment? Just I, let it happen. Just no, like no one would have known. But I'm a branding and marketing person. I'm not about the the product. I'm about branding it and marketing it. <laughs> but you could have marketed yourself then as this really highly creative person, <laughs> which you just ruined because you said someone else helped you like i wouldn't have known but that you know ross wouldn't have known that do you know leaders help others rise and i'm a leader you didn't yeah. lead in shit you just got someone to help you and then told someone they someone else came up with the idea what are you leading on well, i gave them the idea you who, who came up with cost a lot i came up with cost well a lot. then that, that's genius yeah. <laughs> that's all i'm saying and so, i think yeah. that you know the one thing I will say is that like, the whole tipping culture is something that really pisses me off. And yeah. I would rather just include it in the bloody price, man. Just, and just I'd, pay your employees fairly. Just pay your employees fairly. So this is, right, so this is the thing, right? So there's obviously a lot going on. There's the American system, which is flawed, which means actually it means you kind of should tip because it's the right thing to do, but it's only the right thing to do because of the system. Her anger was misplaced at the Europeans. Ultimately, she should be mad that that is allowed in her country, not that the yes. fact that the Europeans the are system. used to it. Yeah. And we'll get the second part of it is the idea of hanging around a long time. That's another discussion, which we'll get to. Yeah. I think another thing which hurts tips is... We now have like a cashless society because yep. if back like I I right. don't know when I stopped what? using mm. cash like consistently, it's so easy to tip because you chuck in a fiver, keep the change, keep the change adds up to what if every time you keep buy the change is very useful. If yeah. every time you buy a drink and it rounds up to a fiver, keep the change. Do you carry cash with you? No, yes. not anymore. I mean, I, I always carry 100 40, quid. I have like 40 to 60 quid on me. Yeah, just in case Never something goes it. wrong. Just in case yeah. someone's not paying their tax and they only accept cash. So I think I think this actually is underappreciated how much that hurts tips because like my, my auntie used to like wait. She w you would collect a shocking amount of money from like Left 20p, 40p, yeah, 60p. Yeah, yeah. Like that doesn't happen now. Now it How is. How do you think I made I, my pocket money? Like go go for. So I, I think the part the part changed. of why it's mandatory is because like now that we're all card and there's no no there's no, there's no like everyone chucking a fiver at the end of the meal. That's mm. so easy to do. So I I think that plays a big part. Like so, you, so like my, these my, like my waitresses and people in these jobs like they lose out on a lot. My my mate worked in um, Brewdog at one point, mm. and they only. Oh. But but they only they only accept um, they only accept tips through card. Sexual favors, right? <laughs> That's one way to get the tip. Happy ending. Um, 
That's another discussion. But they 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 only accept the tips through cards, so mm. they don't accept cash. But obviously, like if someone's going to offer some cash, the guy's just going to take it. But there's there's like this stupid rule where oh only the um only the uh the like the waiters get the tip if they were serving that table. I'm like that's not fair to the chef who's made your lovely meal. But like when when it's through the when it's through the card, it gets split throughout that business, right? So however much they made, then it will get split equally throughout everyone. But if it's cash, it's just it. They're like, oh no, we don't accept those tips, and then it just gets goes in the waiter's pocket, and that's like a a rule or some or at least maybe it's only in this one location. Um, yeah, but the idea of it spreading equally is can be problematic because you get. Business owners. Also, if I'm if I'm giving great service and I'm getting loads of tips, and then some businesses will collect all the tips and just split it equal ways between everyone. So, like, well, what was the but fucking it's, it's, point? It's everyone that's working that shift in that building. No, I I disagree. But okay, but but the chefs have got to get it right at least. You know no, but I would I would say you just pay the chefs a higher. You pay the chefs yeah. fairly. And then the people wage. doing the service wow. that Do you want, the, yeah. But the people doing the service are the ones you want to incentivize to make the customers happy because they're the ones smiling and. But, so generous. that is that is a reasonable position. Yeah, I agree. But do all these chefs get paid higher? But if it, if it, look, oh, sorry, they're not even. If chefs, we're thinking right? of like the ideal situation, we would have no tipping. Everyone will be paid a fair wage for the yeah. job they're doing. Yeah, exactly. And then ultimately. Everyone's happy. I don't. I won't get pissed off because I have to pay another fifteen percent on top of my bill, on top of my coffee. They're happy because they've got a steady wage. Everyone wins. But it's not no tipping. It's because uh, not you know, mandatory tipping. Yes, that's the difference. Because if you want to be, you know, a classic thing is like if you give them a tip early, and you get served more often. But I think also that's how everyone's happy. Tipping tipping should be in reward. For good service, excellent service, and if you give a tip for excellent service, they will appreciate it. For uh, example, uh, for example, some airlines they give this thing um, for their top frequent flyers called like a uh, n- not the airline I work for, but other major airlines globally give their frequent flyers like a, a gold gift card, and if they have like a a flight attendant that gives top top service. They can give like this gold award and then they get like a reward from the airline, like Aww. a free flight or something. And if you give, and I've read stories like I'm in various um, WhatsApp groups with other frequent flyers, and it's like that really means something to them because they've given this sort of um, gold reward. It's sort of the same thing. If you give someone a tip for exceptional service, p- providing they're well paid fairly in return for the, the unsocial hours they're doing, then that really make that that shows it's something special and not mm. just something that's expected. And I think that's the problem with like the, this kind of tweet. Ultimately, America's got its problems without a minimum wage, shit minimum wages. Um, but I- if we're gonna go for like a utopia society, which we're never gonna be in, <laughs> unless it's under my leadership, <laughs> um, <laughs> where where you know when it's gonna be a struggle to get there. But I think. Ideally, we'd be in a place where tipping is sort of like, you know, a nice to have, 
in reward for good service, excellent yeah. service. Right, so the second part of the debate is the idea, the Americans basically complaining, they're hanging around for hours. They're enjoying themselves they're too much. They're hanging around for hours, they didn't tip, they're putting their feet up, they're not... Sp- Right, so this is probably more of a European thing than a British thing, though. I would probably say. Okay, so the first part, the first part is in America. It's the American thing of hustle. They have very high churn, like restaurants. So the idea in an American restaurant is like, in out, in out, in out, in out, high churn. They're gonna come in. They're gonna pay. When I go for a dinner, I I don't want to be like you know. Shoved in and shoved out. Right. I want to so enjoy my. I want to enjoy my. I'm paying. Shove it in. This. I'm paying this tip. Yeah. Amount yeah. for that. For that so time. From, from the American the perspective, they're like always oh, hanging around for ages because they're so used to that. Like people come in, they eat their food, they leave. Like they, yep. there's no, there's no hanging around. There's no drinks. There's no dessert. There's no chatting. I mean, there's definitely dessert. Have you seen the size of them? Well, I eat it quickly. <laughs> Listen, you know, we we got problems here as well with with uh, obesity. I mean, you know? I don't, but you know. Oh, oh, oh. he starts hitting the gym, he gets all cocky. Let's um. <laughs> have one rattler. It's one rattler. Too You're now. gonna get rattled, mate. <laughs> um, this program has been brought to you by Rattler Original. I almost want to go for another hour just to see the impact of the rattlers on Callum. You yeah. know, not hit, it's not hitting me yet. Oh, it's going to come. Don't you worry. Yeah. So, Ross will feel minutes. the heat later. So the, the European restaurant culture, <laughs> and like, we'll get onto like the UK side. The European, I'm ignoring that. European restaurant culture is... You want to hear, feel the You have heat. your meal, it's like your whole evening. It's like they want you to stick around. They want you to have drinks. You they want, want it, you... You want it to be long. Yeah. Steady. Long and steady, not too strong you don't, and stable. You don't want to be over too soon and be disappointed, you know. Tea, um you want the right level of tip <laughs> <laughs> to be given. All these things. Um so that I think that's the other part of it, which is like this this like American restaurant culture of like in out, in out. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think I agree with you because if you go to like somewhere like España um, España. España. <laughs> and you have a nice bit of um you know a nice tarifo sausage um you know in you in your paella paella um I should sit at the mesa um sorry I'm really trying to use my Filipino Spanish words now nice. um are you having such a pizza um sorry um yeah like if you're in Spain like I couldn't I think there is definitely a an island divide between us and particularly Southern Europe, I think we are slightly slower than the Americans for our meals, but we're not quite as late and slow as the Spanish or the Portuguese. Um, But I think in general, when we go out, we go out to enjoy ourselves. We don't go to a bar or a restaurant to, you know, pay good money, pay London prices, which will be comparable to New York or Vancouver or Hong Kong, we don't pay good prices to then just be told, oh, pay 20% tip and then fuck off. That, that's, not why, that's not why we're going to restaurants. We're going there to have a good time. We're going there to enjoy the evening. Exactly. So the, the other part the of it ambience. is you're paying extra for the meal anyway. Like if you go to a fancy restaurant, you're going to pay more per thing. You're going to pay a mi- So then the idea that it's a percentage of that where 
the tipper is expecting because they're charging more, even if it's not yeah. fair. Pro- I don't know. You're you're pa- you're paying for a certain experience at the restaurant. You then pay the same percentage. Therefore, the tip they get a massive tip, regardless of like how much time you spend there. I I just just get rid of tipping completely. And and like if I want a tip, if I think you've done great, if I want to go that extra mile, have you ever like, have you ever had a situation where you just like that was amazing. Can I see the chef? I want to speak to the chef. Never done that. So no. I, 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 actually speaking of that, so um, I, as you know, I went to, as I mentioned earlier, <laughs> uh, I went to Canada last month, um, <laughs> to Toronto, um, and obviously I do my blogging. I went to the Park Hyatt Toronto. Um, I didn't pay for my dinner, um, but it was a beautiful meal, and I had a friend there who who we'd met. Who I which which I told you about before, um, and um, you know this was like a three hour meal, um, like ten courses with matching wines. Ten courses, yeah, oh. like lots of mini courses, and it was beautiful. Like it was great to speak to the chef after. Was it like tapas? But obviously, uh, it was not in Canada. really. It was like a modern Canadian cuisine. It was beautiful, but like small dishes, small dishes, in a way. yeah, um, and it was beautiful. But I think that there wasn't the expectation. So I think it's a very American thing. There wasn't the expectation in Canada, um, in Toronto at least, to give a tip for that. Um, even, you know, for like the regular guests. I think it's definitely a, an American thing, but an American phenomena around, you know, giving tips for every single thing on the earth. And I think that, you know, this person in question, I'm not blaming them. I think that ultimately... It's the system that's the problem, and mm. and she yeah. she I guess I think it was a she, um they he they um, it's I'll anyway. just say they I'll just go they because I can cover everybody off with that, <laughs> um they they obviously didn't you know that they they shouldn't be attacking the Europeans they should be attacking the system which has made that possible. And Agree. So I'm now going to make a very rough gear change and yeah. So, another name drop. I went to South Korea in um, November last year, mm-hmm. and you know I, I quite like. Is that is that why like you're just uh, when you came around mine the other week you you cooked a Korean dish? Well, Korean fried chicken is amazing. Yeah. Um. You're you're in the mood. I was in the mood. So I bought a bottle of drink from Korea. I would love to say it was from like some really expensive alcohol store, but it was actually from a family mart, Seven Eleven. Um, it's in the freezer. Do you want to buy? Do you want to drink? I would like to it's try it. You want It's made of rice wine. That's the so first shot. Yeah. Oh, we, we're going wrong. to the other side of the world, folks. So actually, no. Actually, well, I would recommend um, for those of you listening, visit Korea Year 2023-24. You don't have to get an electronic visa waiver, so it's a great time to visit. You can send me my money later. Um, so let's have a... At Callum... At Kelston... At Kelston blog. At Kelston blog. It's a really good blog. I really like... He's put so he's put some great bits up there. Really enjoyed. He did a piece on travelling to China amongst the uh, coronavirus, which I thought was really interesting. Because I don't think people realise how... Ice, ice, baby. When did, when did you put that up? The corona... That was in August. That was in August last year. But it was it was pretty interesting how extreme the measures were. 
to get into the country that time. I don't know what it's like now, but I thought it was a good post. Ever so slightly better. It was a good post. Yeah. Look at that. That looks so nice. Let's show it to the camera. Which one? What does that say? Well, you can't read it, can you? I I to So it's a bit like some it's a bit like some gins. It doesn't freeze. So it goes super cold. Such as like sodium soju from hundred percent pure rice and distillery. So Robert's uh, can you pass me the shot glass please? Twenty five percent We are getting splodonkled. <laughs> so um I've never actually had it, um but the main that sorry. doesn't that's good that doesn't give the me main reason confidence. I bought this is because I like the bottle and I think it was like two thousand one, which was like something really cheap. I don't actually know how much it is. Nice. Um so I bought it for the bottle more than anything. So I am taking it home. I'm not leaving it here. Um mm. but this is the first time I'm opening it. I was supposed to bring it up north, but then my train I missed it or it got cancelled or something. You missed it. Missed and it, it. cancelled. Yeah, so no, you. I think <laughs> that face. <laughs> um, right, where's the measuring? Oh yeah, let's do this by the book, shall we? So, oh, this is so cold. There you go. We're having it straight. I've got my glass. I think that's one of my glasses. Oh, this is grotesque. So this was from my travels. I I bought some good rum last year from the Philippines for you. Yeah, apparently it was okay. Don Papa. So let's try this. I have a lot of rum. I so have. Are we just are we just downing it? Is is oh, is it? Seems shot? like we should. Okay. Twenty six percent. Ice on the floor. Right. Cheers. 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 Cheers, lads. Oh, let's give it a go. Actually, not as bad as I thought it'd be. It's not good. <laughs> Oh, fuck Not as me. bad as I thought it'd be. Callan <laughs> uh, doesn't do shots very well. I like tequila. Did I do the whole thing? I hate tequila. I mean, I'll... Oh. <laughs> oh. Lordy. Well... Ladies and gentlemen, you're about to see... Not Callum. My nipples are going hard. Um, this is, <laughs> is Callum 2.0. <laughs> Apples are going hard. Just give me a moment. Thank you, Callum. You, you guys all have like alter egos. Like uh, Ross, Ross is uh, when he gets spadonkled, uh, he turns into a new a new person. That's called Bross. He starts brossing out. Yeah, Callum. Leave it there. Yeah, I get very, I get even more inappropriate sexually. Yeah, when I've had a drink. Let's leave that there as well. No. Um, well, can I just say one story about Bross? Just one. Oh, is it about the? What? The sleeping? No, the, no. The I was going to talk about dominoes. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna oh. go right. So we're at a, this is rough. We're at a court. Going to sink into my chair. We're, <laughs> we're at a corporate event. Okay. Right. We're at a uh, restaurant. No, no, I think that's an exaggeration. <laughs> that is an exaggeration. There, okay. There are like ten drinks. people from the office there. Yeah, colleagues. Okay. Cool. There were a lot cool of colleagues people. of a lot. There's a lot of cool people, but there was a lot of normal working people who you wouldn't want to embarrass yourself in front of. Okay? Yeah, like Mr. Apprenticeships. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who you're talking about. <laughs> Sorry, we were kind of out. I just wanted to get some words. Come, in. come. Right, so so stop touching the mic. Right, so and right, we're at so we're at this restaurant, okay. For whatever reason we both get drunk and we decide that it's a good idea to do some arm wrestling. Right, so we do some arm wrestling. Um relevant point really. We're just to illustrate kind well, no, of how no, you were trying to show strength and No, no you missed you missed strong and stable. You missed the step, which is before we went for the meal. We got fucked up. We had like a lot to drink. Was that in Simmons? In Simmons. Yeah, with at Simmons bar. Yeah, we had a so, lot to drink. Yeah, we had a, shots. Everything. They had a lot of drink. They had a lot of uh, sex with lads, which is basically their way of renaming sex on the beach. And Simmons is like our favorite cool. bar chain. Yeah, shout out Simmons. We're gonna talk. At, we're gonna shout out Simmons every single episode, so they they know that we love Simmons. And um, for when we do our special collaboration with them. Yeah, we're going to visit. <laughs> no, uh, right. Right oh, God, let me get to the point. Fucking hell. Right, Bross. Okay, so we've done some arm wrestling. We've had our food. We've had several drinks. And it's time for Ross to go home. But he doesn't go home. He goes outside the bar, <clears> okay? And then there's a lot of tables in a row. And these aren't just like, these aren't like high tables. These are like... Proper benches. They like picnic, picnic benches. They like the picnic benches. benches, and then the tables are like picnic benches as well, aren't they? Yeah, and there's like eight of them in a row, and then Ross somehow just falls backwards while laughing, and dip, 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 dip. Dumb All eyes. of them knocked over. I think I wanted to jump on the table, which is something I would do. Oh, uh, yeah, so no, yeah, so you didn't just fall backwards, you actually actively jumped. I jumped you on the table. Because I thought it'd be funny, because I was Ross. <laughs> and then you decided when we were walking back to the station or to our mm. office to pick up a bag, I can't remember, um, you just decided to run off. Yeah, you thought it was funny just right. sprinting off. It wasn't me, it was Bross. So. Yeah, 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 it's not you. Yeah. I think I have a That's a good summary. Bross likes to do... So I have a shit sense of humour. When I get blackout drunk, it's even worse. and I'm even more annoying. And I like to run off and hide. Really? And that's that's like a that's a pretty good summary of like how I get... You also, when we so, go... So it's in there that I have the exact... This picture was from that night. <laughs> this pi- I, I remember this picture happening. We were in the Mexican restaurant... And um, I actually somehow look better which, than I thought I would. <laughs> strangely, strangely, that Mexican restaurant closed like two months later. Yeah, so maybe somehow. Maybe all their tables were broken. They had to repair all the they, tables. They couldn't fund it. Yeah. yeah, I sunk the business. Not only did our arm wrestling like break the tables inside, it broke the ones outside as yeah. well by you falling over them. Sunk the business. Yeah, no more furniture. Well, I think that was on a slightly more positive note this week that we finished. Um we covered a lot of interesting topics, I think we will mm. say, from, you know, travel, your travels, my travels, calamelson.com. Subscribe, like, share, and no, go no. and watch subscribe, the videos. Subscribe. Send hate mail. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast. Forget about Callum's blog, okay? No. Anyway, we're all part of the Hugo Media family. It's all good. Um, so, <laughs> anyway... That, thank you very much for listening or watching, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Be sure, be sure to like, subscribe, and share, and click that notification bell 
down below and comment and add to your watch later playlist and you know watch it all the way to the end and uh repeat viewing on our shorts and just every single thing that boosts the algorithm thank you very much create an email chain and say if you don't pass <laughs> this video on you're going to be haunted by a ghost for the next and also tell it years. to all your family and friends and even your neighbors but yeah Thank you very much for watching and listening wherever you are in the world. I hope you have a wonderful week. Unless you're and in America, go fuck yourself with your tips. Or make change happen and vote for a good politician. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.